is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo, and it's time for another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. Happy Veterans Day weekend. So glad you guys are hanging out with us here today. You're going to make three stops today, a little country, a little funk, and some food. That's right, Rachel, so let's move on to those guest sisters. Here we go. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Oh, guys, you're going to love this one. Legendary funk master George Clinton is in the house. Change the cat. You're going to love this interview. From his husky voice to that mischievous laugh, you're going to have a great time with George today. You're going to realize this guy knows what he's talking about, about music, about life, and everything in between. Yes, and he shares a really unique opinion on how he knows a song is a hit. And this advice is so counterintuitive, but the more you think about it, the more it's really true. Stand by for that. Yeah, we learned a thing or two from the funk master. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, Rachel, who's next? Well, then you're going to meet one of Rolling Stone Magazine's top 10 country artists you need to know. Jenny Tolman is here. She's an up-and-coming country music singer-songwriter who's actually from Nashville. She's going to tell you all about her brand new single that's gotten over 100,000 plays on Spotify. It's called Stripper for a Week. I could be a stripper for a week. Upcoming EP, Jennyville, and all the crazy characters that inhabit the town of Jennyville. And you guys got to catch this opportunity to see Jenny live and in person this Friday night, November 17th at the Bourbon Saloon in Omaha. See Jenny before her star takes off. All right, sisters, who's next? Okay, are you hungry right now? Well, we've got an author to give you some great ideas. Cookbook author and blogger Stacy Billis. Now, she's the author of Make It Easy, a collection of delicious, easy recipes. Emphasis on easy because that's what I need. And these can be prepared in advance, making cooking for friends or family a stress-free and fun experience. And don't we all want that? Yes, and she brings a lot of snack ideas for your kids. Some quick, healthy grab-and-go tips. And you can check out her award-winning blog, OneHungryMama.com. You can also check out Cool Mom Eats which is where you can get some more tips on quick and fast and fun recipes. So Stacy's going to be joining you today, and you're going to love her. Okay, girls, I'm already ready to dive in the show. But before we do that, Allie, you got to share what Clover said earlier this week. I love it. Okay, Rachel. Clover is my four-year-old daughter, and she really is into Supergirl lately. And a lot of times she jumps off the furniture and says, like, I'm Supergirl, and runs around the house and says, I'm Supergirl. It's very cute. So we were driving last Thursday, and out of the blue, she said, Mommy, I'm Supergirl, and Supergirl is okay without Superman. Wow. (laughs) I was like, 
Okay. You are raising one strong girl there. Yeah, she's no damsel in distress. That's true. Go Clover. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Today we've got some supermen and superwomen on the show. Uh Uh-huh. And we're coming right back with the superman of funk music, George Clinton. Woo! Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. He's one of the foremost innovators of funk music, a 1997 inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hang out with the funk master himself, George Clinton. (laughs) Funk master, here we go. George Clinton joins the show. Y'all sound good. <laughs> Thank you. Sound good. I'm glad to be here. Oh, right. great to have you with us. Now, George, you have such a body of work, so how do you decide what songs you do every night? Do you wing it? Do you feel out the crowd? How do you go about that? Pretty much feel out the crowd. I could look at it and see who's in there. Okay. You know, where did they look like they got on the mothership at for years, and then I can figure out what they probably like, and I do pretty good like that. But we're a jam band, too. Of the funk orchestra, we still have jam band tendencies. Okay. So what you like and make you like new stuff at the same time. <laughs> All right. That's a superpower to be able to read an audience and read a crowd. You know, that takes many years of perfection. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time, you know, doing this from the late 50s on, so I can pretty much tell what they're about. I bet. So now, earlier in your career, you know, you wrote songs, you did a lot of arrangements for other artists. So how important was that in developing your ear and then your eventual sound? Well, it's really good to developing your ear and developing your sense of style. Learn to appreciate all the different styles that's around so you don't get bogged down on what era you're in. You know, if you're a songwriter, you pretty much can see what they're doing and read what they're about. And you custom the songs to that era or time. Right. So having done the songwriting part in the days of Motown, which was probably some of the best song world, you know. Yeah. Smokey Robinson, Holland Doja, Barry Gordy. Classics. Those were some songwriters. So not only that, I worked at the Brill Building in New York with Don Kirshner. Okay. Carol King. That's a whole nother era, you know, from the 50s. So you learn all those different styles. You can appreciate all the different things that happen to music, and you can adjust. It's easy to like some of the artists that's around now. Okay. You know, Lil Wayne, the Drakes, and Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar. You can appreciate everything that's going down. So you have always been a music appreciator. You appreciate all styles, and do you think that that openness allowed you to blend so many things together? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And using the songwriter's theme for doing that makes it easy to appreciate something that you wouldn't ordinarily like. 
Uh-huh. But after this, like, the stuff that get on my nerves is probably going to be the next shit. So that, <laughs> I, I end up, I gravitate to those real quick. So I find something that gets on my nerves specifically, I know that must be the next thing. So I might as well give on into it and go ahead and like it. And I've been pretty lucky with that theory. Well, what a way to keep an open mind, though. To embrace the stuff you don't like. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, when I realize that it actually going to help me in the long run, it's easy to appreciate something like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. You know, when I hear something like that, so I'm like, wow, what? And then when I learn to like it, then I hear Kendrick Lamar, who's got a lot more stuff, you know, than just that first thought that got on my nerves. Right. Yeah, okay. You know, I've never heard that theory before, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You got him right here, the Funk Master. George Clinton joining your weekend here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So when you were developing the early funk sound with Parliament and Funkadelic, when you and the guys got together, what was that like? What were the sessions like? Were you throwing out ideas? Well, in the early, early days, the beginning, you know, you had arrangements. You wrote a song lyrically and a melody in your head or vocally. And they wrote arrangements for that. They wrote the music for that. Okay. But later on in the late 60s, early 70s, when bands became the thing, you know, with the Rolling Stones, Beatles, and the Slide Stones, and all of that, bands became thing. You had to make up your own song and music at the same time. Okay. So you learned to do it both ways. If I come in there with a song written lyrically, I had a couple of musicians that could actually write the arrangement. Then as other ones who could actually do head sessions is what we basically did with Funkadelic. Okay. But now we do all of it because of hip hop. Mm-hmm. We actually learn to sample ourselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sample songs that we put out years ago. So you sample your own stuff for the yeah. new stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So now when you were first developing kind of the P-Funk sound, were there naysayers? Were there people around you that would say, oh, that'll never go? Well, always with us, because I always push the limit to the absurd. Even though I, that was naturally great at first, I usually end up funking it up and make it uncommercial. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of that. And then every once in a while we realized, okay, we got to eat. So you take a song like One Nation on the Green, mm-hmm. and you don't mess it up. You just leave it like it is, sure that it was the commercial hit that it was. Okay. So now, do you know where the commercial line is? I got a pretty good feeling. It moves around. Like, right now, it depends on your age. Some of my age can't get away with things that a little somebody else would do. Right. You know, you look pretty silly, um, 76 years old, saying some of the things. So you... <laughs> Easy now, it still can be done. Uh-huh. I can do it in a jokingly way because right. I'm used to being, like I say, absurd. It won't be commercial that easy. Okay, but it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining in the long run. It'll be more entertaining because it usually have more than one way of looking at it. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're listening to the Funk Master George Clinton here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You're going to get more with George Clinton because there's so much more to tell. Love this guy, and you're going to love the second half of this interview. Keep it right here with your Mulberry sisters. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. For the dog that chases its tail, we'll be busy. These are clapping dogs, rhythmic dogs, harmonic dogs, house dogs, street dogs. 
Show brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, you're about to hear part two with the fascinating, legendary George Clinton. So now as a producer, what's your approach? You've worked with so many different artists. How did you decide who you would work with? And then what do you like for the artists when they work with you in the studio? I promise I won't be able to work with anything. You know, I can make a song out of just a beat. And that's what I liked about hip hop. Okay. Songs out of a beat, a snippet, a sample, and mashing samples together. Uh I did that back in the day, even though we had a live band. Whatever I got out of the band, I had to make a song out of it because every time we was out of our mind (laughs) on whatever trendy chemical substance was going around at the time. Did you always have the confidence that you could make a song out of about anything? Oh, yeah. I had a band that you had to do that with. One might be there, and the other one might not be there. So you had to like be able to make it work, whatever you got out of them. You had to improvise with whatever happened. Yeah, I mean, it would be excellent, but it may not be always all the way in contact. Right. Okay. So you had to figure what the, the excellent parts that I can use and the parts that I can't use, what I have to do to go back in there and get the rest of it. Okay, so now are you like in the present moment type person? You just go with the flow? Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll have a song that I have prearranged in my mind. Okay. And I'll force it to go the way I'm hearing it. But for the most part, I'm going to work with whatever is going on. Okay. That's a great skill to have, to be able to do that. When you look back at all the different albums you did, are there any of them that you have become more a fan of as the years have gone by? And you listen to it now and think, man, that was really good. Yeah, a couple of them, I mean, that I thought was really... I mean, I meant for them to be outlandish uh-huh. and not commercial when I did them, so I never expected them to be as commercial and acceptable as they are, like, free your mind, your ass will fall. Uh-huh. That whole album was done in, like, three days. Okay. You know, we just went in there and tripped over everything we did. We just did it just off the top of our head, and, and the top of our head was cloudy. So, that <laughs> 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 so, one, I never expected anything other than to establish the fact that we weren't ever going to be put in a bag again. I tried to be so far out that people would accept anything we do without question. Okay. And pretty much worse. Yeah. But the only thing is, when I got to like the 90s and went into Chili Peppers and worked with them, that's their favorite album. Uh, the Chili Peppers, that's their favorite album. Okay. And it's a lot of the punk band's favorite album. Okay. So it's pretty much was that the kind of mentality uh-huh. that we were into at that time when we did that. We were deliberately being rude rock and roll. Yeah. You captured that, yeah. that aesthetic, yeah. yeah. You're listening to the funk legend that does things his own way. George Clinton is here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now you mentioned it a little bit, but what do you think of music today? Oh, I love the music today. Okay. I mean, I worked with Kendrick Lamar on the, the album he did last year, The Simple Butterfly, yeah. Ice Cube, Scarface, all of them. I'm working with them on my new album. You know, I'm working with 
Childs Gambino. Okay. So, I mean, those are the ones that got the punk now. Okay. And do you feel like the creativity level now is as high as it was before? Well, if you're talking about somebody like Beyonce, yes. Her creativity level is as high as anybody's been any time. Yeah. I mean, she remind me of Prince, you know, she don't even miss. You know, Bruno Mars, he's doing what he's doing and it's working. Yeah, right. But you get somebody like Beyonce, unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing. So now, what is your approach to social media? Oh, I'm periscoping and, and Snapchatting all the time. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Facebook, I, mean, I do my live shows on there. Okay. Okay, cool. So you've received a Grammy, a Dove Award, and an MTV Music Award. So many awards and different things in your past and so many highs. Do you have a favorite career moment so far? That's probably the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Hard to beat that. I mean, that was cool. I mean, a whole bunch of us got inducted in there at the same time, along with people that I've knew over the years, you know, Major Staple, Jackson 5. Uh-huh. You know, we were there when they first came to Motown, so we got inducted all at the same time. What a neat career high point. I can only imagine. What is next for George Clinton? Oh, I'm doing a documentary on my life story. I've got a book that'll be out. Already been number one, but it's paperback now. Okay. In September, called Brothers Be Yo Like George. Ain't that fucking kind of hard on you? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a new album on Parliament. I got one on Funkadelic that came out last year. Okay. And it's called First You Gotta Shake the Gate. Okay. At 33 songs on it, and that's what all this stuff we're doing right now with Kendrick Lamar and Ice Cube. And uh, I'm just about finished the Parliament. It's called Medicaid Fraud Show. Okay. So when that one comes out, you're going to have to come back and join us again. I will do that. And it's not every day you get to chat with a legend, so we want to thank you, George Clinton, for stopping by and sharing your music and your heart. And the groove. Thank you for the song. You're welcome. The guy doesn't slow down. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and funk icon George Clinton. When we come back, meet one of Rolling Stone's top 10 country artists you need to know. It's Jenny Tolman coming up next here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Tried to work me, it did not work, see, cause something comes about to go bizarre. She tried to jerk me, shot, she said no. So let me, let me floss, cause here we, here we go. I'll be the big nose rapping man. Bumping them up with your brother George, cause I can't. It's the groove that Jimmy gave us. Slap you in the face with everlasting The groovers of words coming out my face. Cause who's about to harmonize? I got the big brown nose, I got the big brown nose, I got the burgundy flows. We're putting work in, we show up, and everybody stops and stares. Music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, she was recently named one of Rolling Stone's top 10 country artists you need to know, and her new single, Stripper for a Week, has over 100,000 streams on Spotify. And now you guys have an opportunity to catch up-and-comer Jenny Tolman. She's going to be at the Bourbon Saloon in Omaha on November 17th at 7 p.m. And right now, you're going to hear all about what to expect from the show, and you're going to get the inside scoop on her upcoming EP, Jenny Bell. Welcome, welcome to the show, Jenny Tolman. 
Thank you. That was beautiful. I've never been sung into a show. I love it. Yay! Awesome. Okay, Good so this is exciting. Your stripper for a week has over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify. First, you have to talk about what inspired the song. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> well, very interesting title. I wrote this song with Marty Dodson, an incredible songwriter in Nashville. That was our first time writing together. Okay. And I had just gotten into pole dancing as a hobby, like the actual workout and exercise. Right. And, uh, Without the Yeah. <laughs> right. During that time, I was researching a lot about pole dancing. And in that research, I came across an article that was about a girl that was actually a stripper for a week. That was literally what she did as a social experiment. And so I was telling Marty about this girl that I had read this blog about. And he looked at me as soon as I said stripper for a week, and he was like, that's her song. And I was like, what? And you're like, you really? You a song called stripper for a week? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I absolutely love character songs and storytelling. That's one of my favorite things about country music is that you get to create these narratives around whatever character you want to make. And so it was actually, it was such a fun right to do because you could just say anything about this girl that is just having this daydream about you know maybe I could do that I need to pay the bills right get out of debt yeah so it's not like a legitimate like I'm gonna go do this it's just something that I think all of us girls have done at some point is what would be an easy way to make some money right (laughs) yeah that was just a fun little story about that Uh (laughs) I bet that was a fun song to record as well oh absolutely yeah my producer Dave Brainerd He is so incredible with how he can take a song and turn it into just this total piece of art and creative picture because obviously when Marty and I wrote it, it's just an acoustic guitar and and my voice, and we take it to Dave and it turns into, there's horns on the production. Which is unusual for country music. Yeah, it is, and and it's almost got this funky thing to Uh it. And it works. It's got the wah guitar going, and, and so it's, it's a lot of fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, and the production matches the theme of the song and kind of the uh, jokiness of the yeah. song. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, Dave Brainerd, your producer, is an Omaha native, so he has ties to the area here. You guys have worked together on this Jennyville project. So talk about where that's headed, and Jennyville will be out probably next year? Yes, we're planning on around the first quarter of next year sometime. We don't have a specific release date yet. But yeah, we've been working on Jennyville for about two years now. It's kind of a concept record based on this imaginary town called Jennyville. And that, like I said before, I love characters and, and the storytelling of country music. So that's kind of what it's based around is just all of these crazy, neurotic, yet lovable characters in this town called Jennyville. And they all interact with each other and they all have their own stories. And it's just a really fun ride to listen to the whole record throughout. How did the concept come about? It's a cool concept. It actually was kind of an accident. Like, we weren't trying to write in this town called Jennyville. We weren't trying to make a record called Jennyville. Because at first, I was actually opposed to the idea of having a record called Jennyville. Because I was like, oh, that's a little, like, egotistical (laughs) sounding. (laughs) But eventually, it, it was like this joke that when Dave and I would write together, because we've written a ton together for this record. Okay as well as many other writers that I've co-written with. But it started with Dave and I. We would go into this just imaginary setting in our heads called Jennyville where we could say anything we wanted and we could explore different edges and different narratives that people don't usually talk about Uh in music. So it allowed you a new creative freedom, really. 
Yes, absolutely. And we ended up having all of these songs that fit into this town of Jennyville. And eventually it just kind of happened organically where it was like, we looked at each other and we're like, I think this record is called Jennyville. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you've just joined us, you're listening to up-and-coming country singer-songwriter Jenny Tolman here on the Mulberry Lane Show. The interesting thing about you is you are actually from Nashville, which, you know, most people move to Nashville, but your dad was in the business. So what advice has he given you about pursuing this? A lot. I mean, obviously the dad is the protector in the family, so he's always like making sure. I mean, I've been, I've been very lucky to have him because his guidance is so helpful just with weeding out. There's always the shady characters, but I've never encountered any of those because I was so lucky to have my dad leading me Uh in that. And he's always has been very supportive and just you can't back down from what you believe in and and you can't change yourself for what people want you to be. Right. You know, it's like you stick to your creative freedom and what you want to say and what you believe is right. It's been really, really fun to have a dad that is supportive of a song called Stripper for a Week. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's. It's one of his favorite songs. And, uh-huh. and most well, he probably gets it. would probably be like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're yeah. not singing a song about that. Oh, that's so but, funny. Uh, really so nice. growing up in Nashville and now having your own career in Nashville, is there anything that has surprised you since starting your career? Or have you like heard all the stories already so you haven't been surprised? <laughs> well, I think the most surprising thing is, is just when you actually step into the business and you realize that it is a business. Right, yeah. <laughs> because for me, when, you, when you're a little girl, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a singer. I'm, I'm going to go be a singer. And and then you go be a singer, and you're like, oh, there's a lot more to this. Than just singing. <laughs> and, you, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. and so it's been a really fun um, and exciting challenge and just things to learn about how this actually works and learning the business side of things has been the most surprising thing for me, honestly, because... You just step into the adult world. Your eyes are opened a little more. Right, right. Yes. And there's a lot of hats to wear that you didn't realize you had yes. to wear. Yes. <laughs> what can people expect from the show at the Bourbon Saloon on the 17th, Jenny? Yes, well, I'm opening for Casey Musicman from season three of The Voice, so that's very exciting. Uh-huh. And Dave Brainerd, who we've been talking about, my producer, who is from Omaha, uh, he'll be with me. He's playing acoustic and singing some harmonies with me. Since he's got some family and friends that he can bring out, an Omaha show will be fun for us to do together. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's great. So we're, we'll be playing about an hour. Okay. And then would they be songs off the upcoming Jenny Bell? There will. Okay. Well, so... If you come to the Bourbon Saloon on the 17th, you'll get to meet those characters. You'll get to meet all characters. those crazy characters of Jennyville, including Jenny yeah. Tolman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for bringing your project here. We love hearing about it. And best of luck with your career. And you'll have to come back and visit us again. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. That's up-and-coming country singer-songwriter Jenny Tolman here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you guys check out her single, Stripper for a Week. Head on down to the Bourbon Saloon in Omaha on November 17th for the 7 p.m. show, and then check out Jennyville early next year. When we come back, you're going to meet food blogger, food editor, recipe developer, and cookbook author who has a master's degree in child development. Stacy Billis is here to help you get your kids eating healthy with some easy snack foods with her brand new cookbook called Make It Easy. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. We'll be right back.
There's always too much month at the end of the money So many bills that it ain't funny Work two jobs just to stay behind I got to thinking the other day I'm in my prime So what the hey if you got it flown it And let that freak flag fly The made up name, and hear the fellas shouting. Yeah, glitter spray from head to toe, making bank, throwing clothes. Don't judge me like you ain't thought about it. Music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, she's one hungry mama, and we are all the better for it. Stacey Billis is a food editor with a master's in child development, and she's the mom behind the popular food blog, One Hungry Mama. Now, her recent cookbook, Make It Easy, will take the question and mystery out of preparing meals and snacks for your active kids. She's joining your weekend right now to help you serve up smiles at your house. Welcome, welcome to the show, Stacy Billis. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Ah, this is awesome. Yeah. Let's start with the after-school snacks, what is some good snacks to feed them right before their activities start? Well, I am so glad that you started with snacks because I feel like that is the craziest time of day for us parents. We're busy. I'm trying to wrap up work. I got to pick up the boys and then get them to their respective after-school activities. And they're famished. I'm famished. Right. And <laughs> everybody's hangry. Everybody's hangry. <laughs> and we're going to try to avoid that today. Okay. Um, but absolutely, you need something portable. You need something easy. You need something nutritious. You don't want to spoil dinner. So there's right. a lot going on. So in my cookbook, Make It Easy, of course I have recipes. These are easy recipes. Most of them take 30 minutes or less. Okay. But I also wanted parents to have more than just recipes, right? Because we don't always have time to cook from scratch. Right. So I wanted them to have some back pocket ideas. I call them no recipes. Okay. And then I also wanted them to know what to grab at the supermarket that they could feel good about feeding their kids. It was also a time saver for them. Because you find yourself reaching for things and you think, oh, wait a minute, you know, that's not healthy. And then you end up leaving the store without anything. (laughs) Absolutely. So my supermarket guide was made exactly to avoid that. It's literally a list of brands that I researched as a busy mom that I love. These are shortcuts, time savers. You know, they make products that you can pack your pantry and you know whatever you need to grab, you're going to feel good feeding your kids. Or if the kids go in there themselves and grab it, you know. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because really, let's pull kids into the kitchen and have them help out. That's really, really important. For snacks, some of my back pocket ideas 
I love having hard-boiled eggs on hand. Okay. These are packed with protein. You can make them on Sunday and have them all week long. Just save them in the shell, and kids can grab and go. Same. Also, they double up as breakfast, so right. that's a beautiful thing. Uh-huh, and they're portable. Also, yep. Oh, they're portable, right? <laughs> love that. Need that. So I also have ham and cheese roll-ups here. Again, super easy. You can wrap them in parchment paper, tuck them into Tupperware, and have them all week long. Okay. My kids are obsessed with dates because they are so sweet and it's all natural. Mm -hmm. I stuff dates with cream cheese that's been mixed with a little bit of cinnamon. Mm. You get a ton of natural sweetness, okay. no added sugar. Again, you can make them ahead of time, pack them, and go. Okay. Now, for those kids who go straight to their athletic practices from school, they don't even have the home time. What can we send with them in the morning so that they can just get that pick-me-up before practice Absolutely. starts? Absolutely. I was just going to say a huge thing is also having your pantry packed with those snacks. They're grab-and-go. They're ready. They will last in the backpack right. all day long, right? Mm -hmm. So. One of my favorite brands for after-school snacks is Made in Nature. They make the most fantastic organic snacks that have nothing added to them. Their new product are these nut butter-filled figgy pops. Oh, my gosh. We are obsessed with these things. They're basically energy bites already made. They are made with nuts, seeds, dried fruit, cashew butter, almond butter. You'll look at the ingredients list. You will recognize everything there convenient package, grab-and-go, portioned out, available at Walmart and Target. Okay. It doesn't get easier. And they like so it. It's, I it tastes it. good. Oh, they love it. It tastes good. I love it. I have to admit, I love the size of this bag because then I get to eat some too. If you just joined us, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. You're hearing from blogger Stacy Billis. You can find her at Cool Mom Eats and One Hungry Mama. She's here talking about her brand new cookbook, Make It Easy. So now it's really hard today to keep up with what is healthy because it seems like you're constantly reading contradictory information, you know, MSGs, GMOs, organic, and then all of a sudden organic really isn't all that good. And yeah. so how do you keep up? Absolutely. I mean, this is a huge issue. The supermarket has become such a confusing place for parents, uh -huh. which is really unfortunate. You know, food is supposed to bring family together, be joyful, be fun, and it's just a stress. Also, I have a quick way to look at labels. I believe that every family is different, and I really want to empower parents to figure out what their line is and what makes sense for their life, okay. for their budget, for their taste. Added sugar is a big one for me personally, mm -hmm. you know, more than calories even because my boys are so active. So just pick a couple of things that really matter to you and make it quick and rely on those brands that you trust already. Okay, and one thing great about your blog is, you know, you dispense a lot of information, but you're also very non-judgmental about people making their own choices, too. I try to be. I think that as parents, we really need to work together and respect each other. You know, and if you're just moving the needle a little bit to get healthier, more power to you. And I'm happy to help doing that. Okay. So now where can people find your blog in the cookbook? So you can find me every single day at CoolMomEats.com. One Hungry Mom is my personal blog. I'm so busy. It's hard to keep it up. But on Cool Mom Meats, I have a team of fantastic writers, and we are turning out content, helpful tips, recipes every single day specifically for parents. You can also find us on Instagram at Cool Mom Eats. And, of course, my book, Make It Easy, has a ton of tips that I hope are helpful, available at your local bookstore or at your favorite online bookstore. 
Okay, well, Stacey, we want to thank you for joining our show, infusing us with some healthy advice and healthy snacks for our kids. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it, too. That was Stacy Billis, cookbook author and editor of an award-winning food blog. Her new book is called Make It Easy. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of spice, a little bit of you and everything nice. Teaspoon of love it, mix it with wine. Makes my heart keep a beat and I am feeling fine. I'll be a recipe for love. Thanks, Stacey, for your snack ideas and for dropping by the show. Be sure to check out her award-winning blog, OneHungryMama.com. You can also check out Cool Mom Eats, which is where you can get some more tips on quick and fast and fun recipes. And pick up her new book, Make It Easy. Okay, Rachel, who else do we need to thank? Big radio hug to funk master legend, George Clinton. We've got a special place in our hearts for George. Yes, what an amazing talent. And anyone who can put together the genius albums that he has and still be so down to earth and willing to share his experiences. We are totally impressed with this guy. Mm-hmm. And a big boot stomping thanks to up and coming country music singer-songwriter Jenny Tolman. She's one of Rolling Stone's top 10 country artists you need to know, and you found out why today. Jenny, thanks for stopping by the show, and don't forget to download her brand new single, Stripper for a Week. And be sure to catch Jenny Tolman live at the Bourbon Saloon this Friday night, November 17th. Well, that about wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. Thanks for joining us on this ride, and we'll see you next weekend. Continuing to travel together through the music, arts, and lifestyle. That's right. Keep hanging out with us, same time, same place, next weekend. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap.
love.